0: Now, this year, I thought, why don't we talk about resolutions? Why don't we begin the year by talking about the things that we hope to see happen in a new year? And I titled this sermon because I thought this was a brilliant way to start a sermon and a new year. Uh, It's called A Sermon in Five Questions. (laughs) So if you're wondering, where is this sermon going? We're going to have five questions for you that we're going to talk about. And I would love to have you spend some time with these questions throughout this upcoming week. For me, these are questions that have been really, really helpful. uh, And I pray that they're helpful for you as well. Now, as we end a year, uh, we've just ended 2022. And the thing that I found about each year is every single year sort of has its own personality. Have you ever noticed this? Uh, Two years ago, for us, it was the year of home renovations. And we moved back home, I think it was, what was it, December 26th or 27th, just in time for the new year. So all of 22 or 2020 or 2021, my goodness, ugh, I think that's what happens. I'm going to be 40 in a couple of weeks, so I think when you get about 40 every year blends together. Uh, 2021 was a year of home renovations, and it just felt like contractor after contractor. Last year for us, uh, it was a year of sickness. Uh, it was one illness after the. We went through the alphabet. Uh, we started with A, and uh, by the end of December, we we had hit Z, uh, with all the different illnesses. Uh, so that is what that year sort of looked like. I have no idea what twenty twenty two will bring, and neither do you. Or twenty twenty three. All right. Thanks, Ted. Sorry. Whew, I'm still uh, a year behind, uh, but I have no year. with no idea what this year will bring, and that's the exciting part about it. We we all have plans. We have ideas of how we think the year is gonna go, but then sort of around this time or maybe about a month into the year, all that sort of goes by the wayside and maybe some of those things, you see them beginning to happen, but then there's new dreams and new goals based off of what has transpired over the first couple of days and weeks of the new year. And here's what I've discovered about life in my 40 years of living. The past year always affects the new year That we're walking into so I have three pictures for us this morning to illustrate how many of us maybe you'll find yourself in one of these pictures uh, but three pictures to illustrate how uh, we might be walking into 2023 Uh, here's the first picture (laughs) the way I caption uh, best caption for this one Who, who has the best caption Hey, what is the Italian? (laughs) I like it. I like it. What else? Other captions. Ta-da. All right, like, we're here. Here's how I caption this one. Bring it. Your arms are wide. Like, what possibly could this year bring? I can't wait to see what could happen. Does anyone find themselves here this morning, the first week? Actually, we're now January 8th. We're the second week. Anyone you're like bring 2023 on. I am ready. Right there. Uh here's another picture of uh what it might look like right now to be entering into the new year. <laughs> you're sort of tiptoeing. You're tentative. You're not sure what the year is going to bring. 2022, maybe it was a mixed bag. And so uh, maybe a way to describe this picture is cautiously optimistic about the I think it could go either way. You could be cautiously optimistic or you could be uh, kind of like when you walk into a pool and you dip your toe in a little at a time. You're like, all right, I'm going to slowly work my way into this year. Anyone find themselves here today? All right. We've got a few takers for the second picture. All right. We're doing well so far. Uh, And then let's look at the third picture. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of laugh, but it's true. It's like, oh, what's going to blow up this year in my face? 2022 wasn't really a great year, and I don't have any great expectations for what this new year will bring. Can I bury my face in my hand? Can I flip over in bed and just kind of sit this year out, and maybe I'll pick it back up a year from now? Anyone find themselves here this morning? You're like, oh, I'm not ready for another trip around the sun. I'm not ready for this one. Uh, This leads, oh, actually, I have two graphs, too. Uh, Typically, the way in which I think a year works might go one of these two ways. Maybe this is what the past year has looked like. There's some ups, there's some highs, there's some lows. And then by the end of the year, you're maybe, you're, you're trending up or maybe you find yourselves trending down a bit which leads to my first question of the day sermon in five questions question number one as we enter 2023 what are you carrying with you from last year what are you bringing into the new year with you (laughs) i love this backpack Reese got this as a present, uh, what, a second or third birthday. It was great for preschool, doesn't quite work for kindergarten, Uh, lunch, water bottle, all the other books that he has to bring to school. He recently found this in his closet the other day, and him and Kit have just been putting it on their backs and walking around the house with it. Uh, Reese says that uh, he's been into the Tinkerbell movies. They've been watching the Tinkerbell movies. And so he says, we're going to go find lost things because that's what Tinkers do. That's what Tinkerbell does. So he's like, come on, Kit, let's go find lost things. and We'll put them in our book bag and then we'll walk around the house. We'll carry it around the house with us. What are you carrying in your backpack as we enter 2023? What are you bringing into the year with you? are the wounds that were inflicted upon you in this past year the disappointments you suffered we all have them they're in there somewhere we're carrying them around with us what are the losses that we've experienced what about the unfulfilled dreams? 2022 was going to be the year that this happened and now here we are starting a new year and all the dreams of the past year they haven't they haven't been met yet. What about the highs? Cuz I'm sure we've all had some of those as well, right? We, we've had the lows, but we've also we've had some highs, some things to celebrate. So what were those celebrations? What were the good things? That happened in this past year that are bringing energy as we enter into this new year. What are the wins? The things that we can turn to our neighbor right now and just big high five, fist bump, pound, whatever you want to do. Yeah, 2022, I killed it in this particular area. We have our lows, we have our highs, our disappointments, our wins, our celebrations. We have all of it, and they're all mixed in there together in the backpacks that we're carrying around with us. So the first question for us to ask as we enter into this year, what are we carrying with us from this past year? Now, there's a verse uh, in Luke that I love to revisit every at the beginning of every single year uh, because the wisdom of this verse, it is so profound, and it affects me at such a deep level every single time I look at it, I read it, and I think about what it is saying. It's Luke chapter 9, verse 51. This is the ESV, English Standard Version, translation. It says this When the days drew near for him, for Jesus. So we're nearing the end of the life of Jesus. He knows where his life is heading. So it says, When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, for Jesus to be going to, to the cross, Luke says, He set his face to go to Jerusalem. This phrase to set his face, it means to firmly establish. Solidly plant your feet, which eliminates vacillation. There's no more wavering back and forth. My feet are firmly planted. I'm making a stand. Essentially, what this verse is saying, what Jesus is saying here, by setting his face to Jerusalem, he says, I am going to Jerusalem. This, I, I know, this is where my path Is taking me I will not be distracted from where I know I have to go by setting his face Luke is saying that Jesus is making his intentions known this is where I'm going this is what I am going to achieve which then leads to our second question of the day what are you setting your intentions on this year Where are you setting your face? What are your dreams? The things that you hope to see happen in this new year? What are your prayers for this year? God, I want to see this happen. Maybe this year... It's the year that you firmly plant your feet. You've been wavering between a decision for a while now, months, possibly years. And you say, you know, this is the year that I'm going to set my face in this direction. This is the year I'm going to make it happen. This is the year I'm going to pray that God allows for this to be true in my life. Now, let's, uh, let's look back at those three pictures that we had earlier on. Because when you think about this second question, setting our intentions, if you are at bring it guy or the Italian hey guy over there, you're like, all right, this is great. This is good. Intentions, hopes, dreams, I'm right there. If you're shaggy over there and you're a little tentative, dipping your toe, maybe there's a question, all right, I guess I can do this. Let me try. But maybe it's lacking the enthusiasm of that first guy. But if you're right there at the bottom this year, you're like, Hope's Dreams, man, that ship has sailed. I've experienced so much disappointment in the past. There's no way I'm going to set my face anywhere. There's no way I'm going to allow my heart to be crushed again. And so setting your intentions, uh uh I'm not doing that because I just don't want to be disappointed. Now, there's a prayer uh, that has helped me uh, time and time again. Uh, Whenever I find myself here at that bottom position or possibly over there with Shaggy, it's uh, it's a prayer that shows up in the book of Ephesians, right in the middle of the book of Ephesians. And Ephesians is a book written by the Apostle Paul. He's writing to a group of people just like you and me, Uh, people who are human. Sometimes we forget that element of the Bible. Uh, We think the Bible sort of transcends our humanity. Uh, But Paul is writing to a group of people, they're like you and me, which means they're normal. (laughs) Some of the people within that group, flying high. On top of the world, nothing could possibly go wrong. But then I guarantee you, there's other people in the group that he's writing to. They feel at the bottom. Setting intentions, hopes, dreams, they're like, Paul, no. Just stop it, please. There's nothing for me to hope for. But the truth about every single person who is listening to this letter, who's listening to what Paul has to say, and I would argue it's the same for us, when we peer into that letter 2,000 years later, We're reading scripture. We're reading these letters. We're listening to what Paul and others have said because we're hungry for something. There's a spark. There's something. There's a hunger within us. We are desiring for something beyond what we possibly are experiencing at this point. The people at Ephesus, like you and me, they're looking for something to put their faith in, something that will carry them through wherever they find themselves whether it's to keep staying on the top or if they're feeling at the bottom to slowly begin the ascent to find something some solid ground to stand on now right in the middle of this letter and I love the fact that this prayer is in the middle of the letter because it's almost like Paul starts the letter and then halfway through he's like "Ooh, you know what maybe I should encourage them a little bit because he knows what people are like because Paul is human too He knows that sometimes we lose faith. He knows that sometimes we're disappointed. Sometimes we're right there, our heads right in our face, and we need a little bit of encouragement. So he offers this prayer right in the middle of this letter. He says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Let's look at that first phrase, immeasurably more than you can imagine. Here's the definition of imagine the ability to form new images and sensations in the mind that are not perceived through senses, such as sight, hearing, or any of the other senses. What Paul is saying, immeasurably more than anything you can imagine. Paul saying, that which you can imagine, it's beyond what you can see, uh, it's beyond sight, sound, smell, touch, taste. In other words, what God desires to do in your life at this moment, The beginning of 2023 is something beyond what you can see right now. It's beyond what you can hear, what you can smell, what you can touch, what you can taste. the thing that God desires to do in your life in this year. It's beyond anything that you can cook up in your own power. Does that give anyone else some hope? Paul is praying this because he's experienced this power in his life. And he's praying that those at Ephesus, all of us today reading this prayer, reading this letter, would experience this power in our own lives. So here's a third question for us, uh, which I kind of wrote in three different ways to get at it from different angles. The question is, where have you lost your imagination? Another way to ask this, where have you settled? Or a third way (laughs) to ask this question, (laughs) the first two don't work for you, where have you limited the Spirit's work? Where have you said, this is as good as it gets? It's not going to get any better than what I'm experiencing right now. The things that I'm touching and, and, and seeing, smelling, hearing, the things that my senses can pick up on, it's, it's not going to get any better than that. But they're, they're, this is it. This is reality. Where have you said in your life, the best is behind you? My best life, it's in the past. I've experienced it already. There's nothing new. There's nothing better coming around the corner. The dream, the thing I long for, it's simply too far out of reach. As we begin 2023, where have you lost the ability to dream? Where have you limited the work of the Spirit? Where have you settled and said, I'll never move beyond where I currently am? There's a poem uh, that my fifth grade teacher made all of us memorize. It's a long time ago, fifth grade. We're not talking two or three years ago. We're we're talking, I don't even want to do the math right now. Uh, This poem, it has stuck with me ever since I heard it. It's a poem by Langston Hughes, great black American poet in the 1900s. Here's the poem. Hold fast to dreams, or we could say hold fast to imagination. Hold fast to hope. For if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field, frozen with snow. That's a poem. Yeah, I've been carrying that one with me for 30 years. 25? For a while. Where have you lost your imagination? Where does life feel like a barren field frozen with snow? The prayer of Paul, for the community he's writing to, but for all of us, is that that field would begin to thaw. And that your imagination would begin to soar again. Which leads us to the second phrase here. In that prayer, his power that is at work within us. Uh, That word power, it's the word dynamos, which is where we get our word. Yes, you're a Greek scholar, right? I didn't realize you studied Greek. (laughs) Now, what does dynamite do? It blows things up. Sometimes the work of God is actually to blow things up that are in our way of becoming the truest expression of who we've been created to be. Fourth question for us. What needs to be blown up in your life? What needs to go? What are you carrying with you in that backpack? And it's not serving you well. It's actually limiting you. What in your life needs to be blown up this year? Dynamos. You need to have a bonfire in your backyard. What needs to be blown up? A limiting belief about yourself? A damaging habit? What about a lack of intention? Wavering, not deciding. It's keeping you stuck. It's keeping you where you find yourself because you're not setting your face somewhere. You're not setting your intentions and then asking the Spirit to work with you in that process. Fourth question is what needs to be blown up in your life? And then I love this. uh, His power that is at work within us. Whose power is Paul speaking about? I'll give you a hint. It's not your power. So often we we make it about ourselves, about what we can do in our own strength. And Paul's like, yeah, that's good. That's that, that. Yeah, it works. All right. But Paul's after something bigger. The power of the Spirit. The power of God at work within you. And here's what I find absolutely fascinating about what Paul has to say. First off, he makes it clear you're not alone because this power is with you. But it says, that is at work. This is a present reality. And I think we often forget this. Especially when life isn't going the way in which we expect. We forget about the power that's at work within us. Paul is saying, this is a present reality. Here's the truth. The Spirit is at work every single one of our lives right now in this moment. The Spirit doesn't work when you work harder, pray more, read your Bible more, go to church more. I think that gives us a greater awareness. Uh, All those things help, giving us a greater awareness of where the Spirit is at work. But the truth is, the Spirit's always at work. So you begin 2023 may you come to trust this truth there is a spirit whose power whose dynamic power is at work within you right now are you aware of where the spirit is working And this takes me to our fifth question of the sermon, of a sermon and five questions. What do you desire God's power to do in your life this year? The spirit that's at work, the spirit that's inviting you to knock, to ask. Maybe sometimes we don't see that power because we don't ask. Because our imagination is so stunted and limited. We we limit ourselves to what God could possibly do, to what the Spirit could do in our lives, and so we don't ask. We don't ask for that immeasurably more because we've limited ourselves and our ability to dream and to hope. As you begin 2023... What are those prayers that you're carrying within you and and you have to give them expression? You have to voice them. Now as we end today, as we begin a new year, I want to celebrate Eucharist, communion. It's an opportunity for us once again to collectively come to the table, be reminded of the grace of Christ that is upon us, And what I want us to do as we come forward this morning, as you take the bread and take the cup, as you remember the death of Jesus on the cross, I want you to bring those desires to the cross this morning. What do you desire the Spirit to do? May you come forward in humility, in fervor, bringing those desires and saying, God, here's what I need Christ to do this year. Here's what I'm hoping for. Here's what I'm praying for. Let me pray for us.